and you can even set up automation. So like when somebody enters their data on this form, you can trigger an email. And now we also have a text. So you can trigger email and text marketing to guests when they log into the Wi-Fi. So that way you can make kind of like a set it and forget it experience where maybe you don't have time today to send a newsletter every month, but you can set up three emails that get sent to everybody automatically after logging in. Welcome to the Michigan Short-Term Rentals Podcast, the show about buying, optimizing, and managing short-term rentals in the state of Michigan. Get insights and recommendations from vacation rental operators to help take your property to the next level. Are you ready to profit from your short-term rental? Let's get started. Welcome to the Michigan Short-Term Rentals Podcast. My name is Tony Stancato here with my co-host, Jordan Painter. Today, we got a special guest, the CEO of StayFi, Arthur. Arthur, thank you for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me, Tony. Absolutely. Hey, Wood, this is something that we connected on LinkedIn. I think we've been talking a little bit about StayFi for a while now. Um, super interested by the technology and obviously anything you can do to kind of stay connected and get, you know, some, some more information to be able to uh, you know, bring guests back to your property. This seems like a, a great piece of technology to, to help do that. But let's go back and, hey, what did you do before StayFi? How did you come up with the idea or how did that come about? And kind of just give us the journey and then also just kind of give us the, the rundown of the, the technology. Yeah, of course. So actually, prior to founding StayFi, I didn't have much experience in the short-term rental space and I kind of fell in it accidentally. So my background's in digital marketing and advertising, and I had worked for several different startups in New York in different verticals. And I started my own consulting business to help companies develop brands and do marketing. And just, it happened to be the case that one of my clients was a large property management company called Heirloom that had you know 200 properties under management. And they came to me because almost 100% of their bookings came from Airbnb and Verbo, and they really wanted to develop their own brand and market directly to guests, just because they had a very unique inventory. They had amazing large properties in New Orleans, Savannah, Scottsdale, Nashville, kind of a lot of stereotypical quote-unquote Airbnb markets, we can call them, and they were totally dependent on those platforms because it's what they grew up with. So just as a marketer, my first thought, you know, it's very hard to go out into Google or Facebook and market this brand no one's ever heard of to people on those websites and especially hard to target when they have like an intent to travel. So I decided the best route would be to market to people that already stayed and loved in those homes. But their biggest problem is they had no guest data. So very few emails, very few phone numbers from people who stayed with them. So that was kind of the first challenge we had to tackle was how do we seamlessly collect data, not just from the booker, but everybody staying in the property because these were large homes with 10, 15, 20 adults staying in them at the same time. And Wi-Fi was kind of the obvious solution to us. You know, what's something that every guest will engage with organically during the course of the stay, not something they have to fill out a special form, go to a tablet, you know, answer a questionnaire, or log into an app, right? Uh, so we wanted to take that same experience you have logging into the Wi-Fi at a coffee shop, a hotel, an airport, and bring it short-term rentals because that's also real estate where you can advertise and introduce your brand. Because uh, when guests book on a third-party website, they probably aren't aware of 
property management companies or what they do, or even how this industry is run, right? Like they don't know who yeah. a property manager is, who the owner operator is, what Airbnb really does. So the kind of splash page every guest gets when they log into the Wi-Fi helps first introduce your independent brand. And then obviously you want to collect things like email from those guests so that you can market to them both during the stay with upsells and the other things as well as after the stay to get, to get them to come back. Because once they've stayed with you, hopefully they trust you. You trust them as guests. You know, hopefully they've behaved appropriately and you want them back. Uh, and then we want to facilitate that connection so that every single time they want to return to the destination, they know the benefits of coming to you directly versus going to a third party channel. Yeah, that's awesome. So you get the idea. Sounds like you're more in the digital you know, marketing space, which is very different than the actual hardware side of things, right? So mm -hmm. uh, you get the idea and where's your next logical step of, hey, let's go get this, get this implemented because you guys do sell hardware, right? It, yeah, um, yeah, I'll talk about that. Yeah, so the hardware we sell is not like anything we produce or make. We just work with different existing Wi-Fi equipment brands that are out there, right? Like I don't want to get in the business of selling hardware. Yeah. From like a, how did we develop StayFi or like what was the initial product? You know, from my background working in different software companies, you know, we wanted to first develop the MVP. So like what is the minimally viable product that we could bring to market and sell and make revenue from? And it was a very simple product that, was just a captive portal that we hosted that sent those emails just to MailChimp. And there was no user interface as a customer. We like set up the splash page for you, right? So we built the slimmest piece of technology with the least amount of investment to like test the idea in the market. And we got a few customers with that very bare minimum kind of like consultative almost product just because we had to kind of do everything for them. Uh, so that was yeah. kind of like the ideation of the product was to do to develop as little as possible or the slimmest package of things and then slowly add things over time right so that's kind of where the the genesis or early stage of the product and at that time we actually work with a different hardware called open mesh which then got acquired and like changed significantly and now we primarily work with hardware from ubiquity unify which is very common and i would call like professionally installed internet in the single family homes and like small hotels. So often customers have hardware already or we sell it to them kind of pre-configured. So the other kind of way we differentiate ourselves from like the Wi-Fi systems you encounter in like a cafe or a hotel is that our hardware doesn't need to be professionally installed and we sell it in a way that any person can plug it in and use it. And that's kind of like one of the ways we differentiate ourselves just because we sell like what feasibly a property manager or homeowner could implement in their own short-term rental without needing uh, technical help or like hiring a third party to come and install it. Okay. Yeah. That makes a big difference. So I get, I get the hardware in the mail. I essentially plug it in. I'm guessing maybe I log into a dashboard on the, the back end and set it up basically maybe you set up the splash page, probably have some templates or something. Is, is that, Sound accurate? Yeah, and in your case, right, you use Oneres, I believe? Correct. Yeah, so now when you create an account, you connect, you basically log into your Oneres, and we can even, we pull all your properties out of Oneres into StayFi. And what we do now that we have our own email marketing tool, 
will even bring in your guest data you've ever collected through OwnerRes. Because OwnerRes actually has a nice feature where they try to collect a real email from the booker. And so we want to make sure that we're bringing in any usable data you've already collected into our email marketing database, as well as in helping you collect more data going forward, right? So when you create an account, you can import all your existing real emails. So we screen out obviously all the fake ones. And then you create your splash pages where you can put your branding, decide what fields you want to collect for guests. And you can even set up automation. So like when somebody enters their data on this form, you can trigger an email. And now we also have a text. So you can trigger email and text marketing to guests when they log into the Wi-Fi. So that way you can make kind of like a set it and forget it experience where maybe you don't have time today to send a newsletter every month, but you can set up three emails that get sent to everybody automatically after logging in. And that's a great way to start, especially if you're on the smaller side or like are new to marketing where you can kind of like create automations to market to guests and then maybe layer in more content you send like on a regular basis in the future once your list is much larger and then you get more bang for your buck for creating like standalone newsletters. Gotcha. Yeah. So you guys have a, a marketing service that you guys kind of overlay on this, right? Is that relatively new? Because I feel like a couple years ago when I was looking at it, I didn't really notice that, but it, it seems pretty uh, apparent that you guys do have some marketing that you connect to to this, right? Yeah. So within StayFi, we have obviously the data capture and Wi-Fi branding piece, but then we also have email and text marketing that are built in the product where we can then import data you have in your property management software. And we integrate like about 15 of the major ones today. And then if you want like a service to help do emails for you, we also have a partner within StayFi called Switchback, which okay. will actually create emails and they do more kind of like hourly work if you want to hire somebody to do all that stuff for you or you can do it yourself and self-manage it. So we kind of give people all the options whether they want to do all the marketing themselves or they want to hire an outside agency to help them. Uh, especially larger companies we find often want to hire an agency that works with a lot of property managers just because they have a lot of experience in creating like really impactful emails that work. Um, and then within StayFi we do a bunch of Wi-Fi monitoring as well. So we do like outages outage alerting. And then also with the PMS partners, we do occupancy alerting. So if you integrate your PMS, we know how many guests should be in a property based on the reservation. And if there's more guests than that, that are using the Wi-Fi, uh, we'll also alert the property manager or the owner. So we do some cool kind of Wi-Fi monitoring stuff that's outside of the, the Wi-Fi marketing piece. That's awesome. How long have you guys been doing the marketing part of it. Is that is that relatively new? Yeah, it's like a year. We launched the email and text marketing about a year ago. So now, you know, people can kind of handle that all within StayFi. But of course, we also integrate with MailChimp and Constant Contact and Campaign Monitor and Active Campaign. So people that want to send the data to another place where they're doing marketing, they can do that too. So it's I was really going to say that's... That's huge. That's got to be huge for your business. Getting emails is one thing, right? Doing doing the the marketing after you get the emails is almost a whole other animal, and can be something that like I feel like a lot of people start off doing some marketing, and then you know they get overwhelmed and it falls by the wayside. So I think a lot of people wish that they had help on that side of the business. And again, based on your previous experience of marketing and advertising, it seems like you know. A natural addition to the the StayFi platform. Yeah, that's why we always. Oh, do you have no, a question? No, go ahead. 
Yeah, I say that's why we always push the automations to set up automations for email marketing because we understand our customers, like their most valuable asset is time and like where they want to focus. So, you know, it's kind of like, do I want to spend time creating an email that I send one time or do I want to spend it creating an email that gets sent to every guest automatically, you know, for the rest of time or until I want to change it. So that's kind of like the way that we always recommend, especially when people start out and they don't have, you know, time. And I'd say the other reason we brought email marketing in is that when we connected to a third party like MailChimp, we have no idea whether our customer is marketing or not. And that's kind of like one of the things that we really push is that if we have visibility into the email marketing tool that you're using, when it's our tool, then we can produce content and send reminders and say like, hey, you've collected 4,000 emails and it's been two months and you haven't sent an email. So we can kind of actively promote marketing and send best practices for people using our tool. Where when we integrate with third party tools, we have no idea what people do or don't do. And so we can't really help them as much. Yeah, that, that's awesome. What kind of data do you guys have as far as you said, the one company was pretty much 100% getting bookings from different platforms. What kind of percentages are you seeing as far as direct bookings through this technology? Isn't that crazy, the range of kind of direct bookings across the industry, just because I think, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize what's possible. So we see people who have, we work with clients that have between zero and 100% direct bookings. So it's kind of crazy, the yeah. range that people can achieve as property managers, especially the legacy brands that have been around for like 20, 30 plus years and like predate online booking, they have, can be like 60, 70% direct and may not even list, mainly list on Verbo and not Airbnb or vice versa, right? So, you know, and how do those people do that? It's because they developed, oh, high loyalty retention guest brand and they have people rebooking them year after year and that's the model that we want to help facilitate building for all of these new kind of like airbnb first plays which there's some huge explosion and growth in so just when we look at our own customers obviously when people implement stafi they're awful investing maybe in a new website or doing some other marketing right so it's hard to attribute like all the bookings to one effort because it's really kind of like a whole group of tactics they're employing. But we've seen people go from like zero to 30% in a year or two using our product in concert with other initiatives, whether that's like a better website and things like that. So I think, you know, you can definitely every year incrementally move the needle of, you know, what percentage of your bookings come directly. And then some people make more aggressive like pricing decisions of how much they want to mark up Airbnb or Verbo bookings versus direct bookings, right? So we see people sometimes getting more aggressive in that disparity, which also helps reinforce the message to guests, you know, once they become aware of Book Direct, they're gonna definitely do that in the future. And, you know, so I I would say, you know, we've seen anywhere from like zero to thirty percent in a year or two using our product. Um, but obviously they're thinking more holistically than just, you know, sending an email newsletter when it comes to building out a strategy. That's great. 30% would be huge in a year. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, depending on your size, that could be for this, that one of those companies that was like millions of dollars for them and their owners, right? Uh, by making that move just because, you know, they had like over 200 properties under management. And then for smaller customers, 
one, you know, just a few incremental extra direct bookings a year, obviously more than pays for our service, just because they are the, if you don't, if you own the properties, don't manage, uh, all the benefit of each marginal booking goes to you. And we see a lot of our customers use the data they collect to really actively market empty nights or try to fill cancellations. I think that's the other thing to consider, right? We're not just transitioning OTA bookings to direct bookings, right? You can also use your email and text marketing list to actively market open nights or open weekends uh, that you want to fill. And, you know, all of that, if you're getting bookings that you would never have gotten otherwise, or you would have had to get at a much lower price, that's extra money on in your bottom line and higher overall occupancy. On the marketing side, like I just went to Bill Faith's boot camp, right? And it sounds like he has like a 200-day post-stay email automation, marketing automation, which to me is like amazing. I don't think we do a very good job of, you know, marketing to people that have stayed with us. So big opportunity there for us. But I think there's something different about like, I've stayed at a place and they basically just send me this very, I don't know, generic like house with like very little information in there. What do you see like the post stay come back to us? How do you, the people that are doing it well, like what's some of the differences there or some recommendations that you could make? It sounds like some of it is, hey, open nights, you know, maybe, I don't know if there's, there's probably some discounts uh, around those that could be enticing to people, but what are the people that are doing it really well and at a high level? What does their marketing look like versus like just a very generic spam-ish type email? Yeah, I'd say they mix a few things. One would be they may have a very nice branded newsletter, right? Which is like from the brand, whatever brand it is, which may just feature homes, property management, like, because this newsletter may go out to like people who've submitted a form on their website too for like property management, right? So it's covering a few different bases. But I like to see people that integrate some one-to-one automated emails where it comes from a person being like, you know, I'm the head of reservations or concierge or the owner of XYZ company. And it's coming from them as a person and just letting them know if they want to return, they can email them back, right? So they're also fostering like a you know, I'm your point of contact at XYZ Rentals if you ever are returning to the area and letting them again emphasize that they can, you know, get a better price booking directly, even without an extra discount on top of it, because that usually is the case for most people and how they do their pricing. Uh, so I think it's good to mix like some branded content in with some one-to-one content, which any email tool can also send, just set changing who the sender is and writing it as a plain text email versus like a branded templated email that will probably go to like the promotions folder and Gmail, for instance, instead of the main folder, like a plain text email probably would. Um, and then I'd say outside of that, depending on your size, I'd say on the smaller end, I see a lot of people having success when they really put their persona forward, especially if they're like an owner operator and they operate this house or tree house or a-frame or whatever the kind of niche is versus if you operate 200 luxury homes in Michigan, it's more about the brand, the standard of the service, having the same amenities in every property, the fact that you offer like concierge service or like around the clock phone or whatever it is, right? So I think depending on your size and your niche, 
you really got to pick your strengths and lean into those in the marketing, whether it's more of like a personal owner operator vibe, small family business run by this, like me and my kids for the last 10 years, or more like, you know, we're, you know, a luxury villa collection and we have like really high standards of care and excellence that you're not going to get when you pick another property through an OTA where you don't know if it's professionally managed or managed by one person, right? Because where that's very hard to distinguish in that kind of environment. That makes sense. <clears throat> so yeah, so in order to get started with State Buy, what does it kind of look like? Let's say someone came to you and said, hey, I have five properties. I want to test it out. Or are they they're buying the hardware, signing up for a monthly, kind of a monthly payment type thing. What what does that look like? Is it a 12-month commitment, 24-month commitment, or maybe give us a little bit around the offering? Yeah, so for us, it's all month to month. We don't, there is no contract, and it's fundamentally self-service. So if someone has five listings, they can go to our website, sign up, create an account, they can create the splash page. They can create an email marketing account and like import their XYZ PMS contacts into there, right? So they can kind of like take a look around the tool, decide if it's something they want to use, especially the Wi-Fi piece. And if they want to use the Wi-Fi piece, then they can order a device from us. And we have like recommendations on which device to order based on the property size, et cetera. And they can start with one or do all five, right? It's really Nice. up to every person what you know approach they want to take and we totally get it you want to install it in one test it before you purchase the other four i think that makes a lot of sense and a lot of people do that when it comes to like actually setting up the equipment we ship you this device called an access point that plugs into the home's existing router and it's up to you but many you can and are totally allowed to you can actually keep your home's existing wi-fi running so maybe you have like spectrum one two three set up and you already have door locks external security cameras, thermostats that are on that network. You don't want to go around like reassigning all these devices to a new network. You can keep that running. When you plug in our device, you'll basically set up a guest network that will provide the splash page. And typically when people have like a brand, their guest network will be the same across all properties. So it'll be like Michigan vacation rental guests or whatever, then that's what they tell guests to join. So they no longer share the old credentials. They tell them to join this new network and they'll get the splash page for that home when they join it. And you can have different splash pages for different homes, even if it all shares one network name. Uh, and that way, you know, and then in our portal, you'll see which guest stayed in which home and you can use that in email or text marketing to kind of segment guests, especially with people that operate in multiple markets. They kind of like to segment based on where the guest stayed for future communication. So you have the power to do all those things on the platform, but it's all month to month. So, you know, if somebody, for instance, we have, I saw an email today, someone's like, I'm buying a new home, but I sold my own home and they can just pause their subscription and, and move the device to the new home and set it up there, right? So people have you know, complete control over how they want to use Stayfy and which properties and like they can even turn the subscription on and off for individual homes. That's awesome. And yeah, if you're, if you have, if you're decent at email marketing, I mean, this really should be a game changer, right? Cause you're going from collecting one. I mean, every reservation pretty much has one email. You're lucky if you get any type of email from Airbnb, but you'll get Verbo direct bookings, you'll get their one email, but now you're going from a property that say has 12 adults staying in it 
you go from getting one email address to getting 12 email addresses, right? And I mean, it just seems like you can really build up that email list relatively quickly when you're doing it like that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of our larger customers have been doing email marketing for years, right? So for them, they know roughly the ROI of each email and what, you know, what they're worth, whether they're worth four, six, eight, ten, fifteen. I've heard different property managers kind of give me their thoughts on what each email is worth. Um, like what? Like what? What do you mean when you say five, ten, fifteen? Like what they are just we talking? look at their. If they go look at, they basically attribute a bucket of their rentals to email marketing, like what nights that they sold, and they take that and they divide it by the number of emails in their list, and they get a value. Now, like, does every property manager know how to do email attribution very well? Probably not, just because when we look in people's, like Google Analytics, right, if you have e-commerce tracking set up, you can see not only when email is the last click, but also if email played a role in the booking journey. So when we look at that data, we see a lot of people that it was like email, organic, paid because they clicked on a Facebook ad, then email again, then organic. They searched and found the company and then they booked, right? So kind of email plays an important part of the journey. And then also maybe because they've gotten your emails for the last year, seeing it once a month, they just went, they remembered your name and they Googled you and then they booked there, right? So there are cases where it's basically impossible to fully attribute the booking to email just because it's from brand impressions and I'm going to your website, right? But yeah. people try their best to figure that out, and then they come up with a value of you know what the emails are worth to them on a yearly basis. And so some property managers say like, hey, each email for a 15 or six or four or eight. So I've heard all those numbers. And then obviously for them, the math is easy. If they're collecting emails from 80 or 90% of adults, which is what we typically see, versus 0.7 per booking or 0.6, just depending on the mix of OTAs and how many yeah. they can direct already. Yeah, that's wild. And this is probably something I think we're going to, after the call, we'll we'll get started. I know, I think the first time I reached out to you was, I don't know, had to have been like a year, two years ago. But now that you just think about it, we've had hundreds of bookings, if not close to call it a thousand bookings. And each one of those has had at least two people, sometimes upwards of, you know, 30 people. And how big would our email list be if we were collecting those types of emails and, and what kind of return could we get on that? Do you have like a case study that like, hey, like best case study that you got in your in your uh, track record? Yeah, like so we is on the website. So one, I kind of referenced before, cozy vacation rentals went from like zero to 30 in like a year and a half. And they collected like 40,000 or 50,000 emails across 200 homes. So for them, the, the benefits just compound with time, right? Because as the list yeah. grows, it's just the percentage of direct bookings will continue to grow. And then we have folks who were 80% who are now 100, thanks to email marketing. And we have another case study, Cottage Days, and that's more like 20 properties, right? So, and then we have you know, folks who have one or two properties, and for them, getting like five or six direct bookings a year where they had zero before is a huge win just because yeah. they're filling empty nights and they're getting people to come back and they don't have to pay Airbnb. So we, we have different case studies that cover kind of different sizes and different use cases and like how sophisticated the marketing is. 
But I'd say kind of if you have a portfolio of homes and you're wondering like, where do I start? I'd say obviously larger homes that have frequent bookings, you'll get more data. And then also I'd say markets or homes where you already see the behavior of people booking them more than once or people asking to book them again. Uh, just because if you have like, in your case, there's these like drive to markets in Michigan and I'm sure people go there every year or multiple times per year which is what we see in those kind of areas with larger homes. And those are the kind of places that you should like first target just because you're getting a lot more data than if you do, you know, five one bedroom condos where you're only gonna have two guests on average and how much more data you're really gonna collect there, right? So we definitely encourage people to kind of focus on where they can get the most bang for their buck, especially when it comes to starting out the service or testing it in a group of properties. That makes sense. Do you guys ever like encounter hesitations? What would be like a common hesitation that someone would have when they are looking at StayFi? Yeah, I mean, owner hesitation, I would just, I'd say it's more like, are you going to pass the cost on to owners, which is very common. I see a lot of people do that in some form or fashion, right? Or are you going to take on all the cost yourself? Some people do that as well. So I, I think everybody's kind of like relationship when it comes to owners and technology seems a little different. I see folks that kind of that dumb that are kind of maybe more positioned in like the higher end of the market where they're like turning away customers. They are very insistent on to be part of our portfolio. You need to get this set of equipment, whether it's StayFi plus like Links or Point Central or Aperto, right? They kind of like have this onboarding package for homes of hardware that they need people to acquire. But then we see other people that are maybe newer to property management who are trying to grow inventory as fast as possible. And they kind of like don't want to put any requirements on owners because they're like, don't want to turn any business away at this point. So I think it just really depends on kind of like where you're at in that relationship and how you want to govern it and what's normal for you. And I see it very different between different companies, which is interesting. But I'd say from a objective standpoint, we aren't messing with the owner's internet. Number one, I have seen instances where owners leave a property management company and they're like, I want the data from my home. But the way that our service works, the property manager is paying us and they own that data, right? So that's just kind of how we delineate with our own service in terms of who owns what. And we don't even have the rights to use that data for anything else. So all the data you collect in StayFi is yours and yours alone as like kind of the, the owner of the account. But I'd say property homeowner objections are pretty rare or we hear about them rarely. I don't know if every uh, customer yes. is coming and telling us some of the things they may face and they may just decide it's not worth it. We're not going to do those two homes, but we'll do the other 48, right? So I don't hear that that often. That's awesome. So when did, I didn't, I didn't see when, when did StayFi start? Is it like six, seven years old at this point? In 2018. Then, yeah. Okay. Nice. Like, Are you able to say how many access points you have out there right now? Yeah. We're, we're in like just over 20,000 properties. Wow. Good for you. That's awesome. Which is a decent size. It's, and that's like across 2000 plus property management slash owners. So like the range of users is from one to like thousand properties, right? So it's like a big, big range of sizes. I'd say, you know, in our space, a very fragmented technology landscape. In the guest engagement area, not so much, but obviously property management software, so many options out there. 
you know, like the biggest software companies in the space that are like Price Labs or beyond they probably have like a half a million homes using their service. Yeah. Uh, or more than that at this point, I'm sure. So there's a lot of room to grow and a lot of opportunity in the space, which makes it so interesting. And I just love our niche in this business just because we're helping so many small businesses become less dependent on this duopoly, which I think is very one in particular, but they both are very guest centric, right? And we really want to empower our customers to develop an independent brand and not be beholden to two or so companies that have so much market power and can kind of dictate uh, whatever they want to their customers. And people are unfortunately not really able to leave those platforms yet just because there's really, in the US at least, two places to go for most bookings. That makes sense. Well, that's awesome. If anybody is interested in getting the state by hardware and marketing services or reaching out to you and connecting with you, what's the best way that they could they can do that? So they can go to stayfi.com. That's S-T-A-Y-F-I.com. And we have the option to book a demo with one of our three lovely salespeople. Or they can email me at arthur at stayfi.com. And I'll try to get back to them as quickly as possible. Uh, but we right now are transitioning. We have like an option for a webinar. So if you don't want to have a one-on-one sales pitch, because that sounds a little too intense, you can attend a webinar and we'll kind of give an overview of the product and how it works. Of course, then you can also book a demo. Or if you're more adventurous, you can just sign up and get started and then come with questions. And that's also a good thing to do if you just want to sign up, look around, and then book a demo, because then you can come to the demo with exactly the things that maybe you found confusing or need help with. Awesome. Well, I think we're feeling adventurous today. So after the call, we'll we'll go grab a access point. And like I said, we've been talking about it for what? It's got to be two years now, Jordan. Something At like least. That. Yeah, when you first brought it up. Yeah. Do you do any email marketing today? Not to previous guests. Okay. So we have a Michigan Vacation Rental Facebook group where we collect emails uh, for people that get into that group, and we try to make uh, we try to do an email a week on that. But to previous guests, where all the money comes from, nothing. Yeah. So. Well, I'd be interested to see if you when you sign up for StayFi and you connect to OwnerRes, how many how many guest emails you may already have. You might have actually quite a few if you use OwnerRes. So. Oh, so yeah. Even if I just pull in one access point, or if I get one access point, it'll will still connect and pull all my emails. So you know, you can when you create your StayFi account, you can connect. Some people use StayFi without the Wi-Fi, so you could connect OwnerRes, pull in all the emails, and just use our email tool. So but then we only get the emails that they use to sign in. We don't get like all other ten people that stayed at the house with them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just if people, some people just want to start with just the data they've collected in their PMS, and then they use the Wi-Fi to add more data later. So you you'll see how much data you have to get started with, and then of course when you add the Wi-Fi, you'll start collecting data a lot faster. We probably just doubled my email list without even any extra effort, you know? Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, we look forward to uh, trying it out. And, you know, maybe after we give it a good three to six months of uh, trial and error, and maybe we can get you back on the pod sometime. Yeah, we can dive into the real case. What is our direct booking right now? Maybe 3%, 2%, is it even 8%? <laughs> I'll have to uh, I'll have to pull those numbers exactly, but we're not doing we're not doing too bad. Uh, but a lot again, a lot of the leads still come from the two big players. Even if they book direct, it's almost like a lead from 
Airbnb or Verbo anyway, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. Well, Arthur, we appreciate you coming on the pod. Congratulations. Seems like a, a great business. 20,000 over the last five years is no small feat. So congrats on that. And thanks for coming on. Thanks, guys. Thanks for checking out today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you get a chance, please go over to your podcast player of choice. Leave us a review. We appreciate those that have already taken the time to do so. It just helps us get discovered by more people in that platform. And if you're not on the email list yet, go over to michigan-shorttermrentals.com. Get on the email list. You're going to see it right there on the homepage, and you're going to get four very valuable emails. One's going to be a list of 650 zip codes where we've already analyzed a address and have projected revenue for that address. So you can kind of filter those and see which one has the best projections out of those 650 zip codes. And then you're going to get a furnishing calculator. So you'll get a number or how much does it cost to furnish a four bed, two bath with a hot tub and a ping pong table. And you can use that to really project out your return on investment there. And then also a property grading tool. So you're gonna be able to plug in some information like yard size, number of neighbors, amenities, the cost of the property and the projected revenue. And it's gonna kick you out a letter grade. So our properties are letter grade B. So if it's B or an A, it could be a good property to pick up. If it's less than that, you might really wanna think about, is it gonna be a good property? And make sure you connect with Jordan Painter and Tony Stancato on LinkedIn. Send us a connection request there, and we'll make sure we accept it. And we'll talk to you later.